in a dark world filled with deceit. One united voice is crying out. Revealing the truth of God's word. It's time to expose the hidden truth. And unravel the lies. While we're living in Satan's little season. With Sister Crystal and Brother Phil. Welcome to Living in Satan's Little Season show. We're your host, Sister Crystal and Brother Phil. Here we are. Topic today, resurrection defined. We want to go into this topic because I think a lot of people have a misconception, especially in our day and age, the church, about this word resurrection. We had a previous show on this, basically the resurrection of the wicked, and I realized it was like, well, we should probably define what this word means and why it is so important to our lives today. This is a core, basically a core belief of a belief, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you have to believe in the resurrection of the dead. Not only the resurrection of the dead, but at Christ, because otherwise your faith and everything else is in vain. Now, we're going to go over that scripture that talks about that in 1 Corinthians at the end. Okay, we're going to start in John right today. When we talk about this topic, Lazarus had just passed away. Right. He had just died. Martha came up to Jesus and, you know, was frantic because her brother had just passed away. And, you know, of course, they were good friends with Jesus and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. But he died for a reason. God had right. a purpose for the whole death of Lazarus scenario. It was as a shadow. There's a whole bunch of shadows in the Bible. And Lazarus' death was a shadow of what exactly. was to come. So we're going to read John chapter 11, start there, and explain what this, why this resurrection concept is so important. Then Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. And Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise up again in the resurrection at the last day. And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who lives believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? Okay, so Martha was upset. Her brother had just passed away. We get that. Mm -hmm. And now the idea there is that she... Obviously, Jesus had been teaching about this concept of a resurrection long before. See, this is why we don't get all the information that is spoken of in God's Word. Because here she just speaks about this resurrection as it, oh, no big deal. I know that there'll be a resurrection on the last day and all that. What Jesus is trying to say is, no, no, I, him personally. <laughs> that's what he's saying. Mm-hmm. I personally am the resurrection and the life. Right. This is why I stated before, everyone... Is going. There wasn't much talk of resurrection in the Old Testament. Now, we will go, and there is some passage of Scripture about resurrection in the Old Testament, mm-hmm. believe it or not. It wasn't spoken of that much because it didn't. It wasn't until Christ the first fruit came around right. that it became important for us to know and understand this concept. 
Because, see, a lot of people don't understand. No, no, Christ had to do his work first mm -hmm. so that we all could have that. And so there's no point of talking about a resurrection in the Old Testament mm -hmm. times if there was nothing, there's nothing to back up that claim. So now that Christ came and rose from the dead, mm -hmm. three days, three nights in the heart of the earth scenario, and we all understand all that, he proved that life after death is possible right. and that we also will be ra raised up from the dead as well. And that's why he is the resurrection and the life. Jesus himself is. Because he will, then it was his job to raise everyone from the dead. It was on a contingency, though. The contingency was you had to believe in him. Right. Now, we have gone over that there's going to be resurrection of the wicked, but and righteous and, and righteous everyone else, yeah. but that to have the resurrection that and to believe you shall never die, meaning you'll be resurrected to new life. Oh, that's so exactly that's, what we're, we're going for. See, this right. is what we're going for here. We're going for a resurrection to eternal life. We know that everyone's going to get resurrected, but only the godly will get resurrected to eternal life. And that's what we're going for here. And so, what's going on in society or the church today is this lie because we're living in Satan's little season, the lie that resurrection isn't important, it's going to heaven that's important. Yeah. And that's the lie that he has woven into the church so tightly that people have ignored this truth in God's word as if it's not even necessary to even mention because it's not really important anymore that we get resurrected because we're going to die and go directly to heaven. So why do we need to talk about this resurrection thing when... It wouldn't be any further thing from the truth that resurrection is the vital important thing and Satan has been trying to hide it so that we don't preach and teach it and believe it but that we just get just sweep it under the rug it's not really that important but it's so much more important than what we're talking about and it is it is where our true reward really is is in being resurrected to new life in New Jerusalem and not to have to relive this life again because we screwed up the first time. If you haven't listened to the previous show, <laughs> I have a show on the heaven deception. Mm -hmm. And if it's important for you to re listen to that show because that explains that, no, we're not going to heaven. Right. That's not our eternal destination. That's not where anyone's going. No one has gone to heaven. I, I don't know how many different ways the Bible can state all this. No one went to heaven. No one's in heaven. with our, We are earthlings. God had created us here on this earth. If you just go back to Genesis. Adam was crafted from the dust of this world. Heaven is a foreign place to us. The Son of God, which is Jesus Christ, he was from heaven. That was his first home, and he came down here. That's why he's the only one that has gone back up to heaven, because he is originally from there. Right. We are not. Ne we were never were from heaven, right. except for God has loaned us some of his breath to give us life. So mm. the breath of God has been breathed into us, right. and we receive life. And that breath, of course, is from God. And the moment we die, you know, he takes that, that, that breath back and he, mm. it, it returns to him. You have to believe and understand about the resurrection of the dead and why it's so important. Churches, like you say, love to teach no resurrection, not important anymore because we're going straight to heaven. This is a demonic deception exactly. here. Exactly. Satan has loved to be able to distract everybody about thinking and talking about the resurrection and more focused on, oh, we're just going to be spirit beings in heaven hanging out with, with God and Christ up there. When that is not what the Bible teaches at all, 
And the part of the reason for the show is to try to expose this lie that people are going to be going to heaven just as like angelic beings or some kind of spirit beings without a body. It's ridiculous, but this is what's being taught in a lot of churches today, and I would have to say the vast majority of churches. We're going to go over what this word resurrection means. In English, of course, it has a re in there. Any word that has R-E before it is again. That means again. And then, then resurrection means stand up again. So it means right. again stand up. Essentially, that's what it is. And I'm not meaning to be graphic, but I want to show you, in even in the English, that we can get a visual picture of of what this word means, and it, it makes complete sense. It has re at the very beginning, and then it has the word erection. Now, most people, when they hear that word erection, they understand, anybody who's been around understands how the male anatomy works. <laughs> and this is a common thing with males. They have an erections. Right. And essentially, what this word is stating is, this is, it means, and that word, of course, we understand it's, Standing up, getting to attention, however you want to say it, that's <laughs> what, and it, it's, I'm not meaning to be graphic, I'm wanting to get you a visual understanding of this is why this word is used. Right. It's a very, English is a very descriptive and visual language, mm -hmm. and we need to start understanding it this way. Re is again, erection is coming to attention or standing up, and that's what the, what the word resurrection means. Mm -hmm. It means we're going to stand up again. We're not, when you die or you, you know, lose life, you're laying on the ground dead as a corpse. But when you stand up again, you're alive again. Essentially, right. that's what is, is being described here in this word. And it's a very, very good word. Okay, now we're going to go it back to the Old Testament. And believe it or not, the first place this word is actually mentioned is back where Cain is actually... It says, the Bible says he rose up and slew his brother Abel. Mm. That's the first, and that word, the word raising up is the, the same word that we use for resurrection. He stood up against his brother. So the word isn't, in the Bible isn't always used to describe a resurrection of the dead, so to speak. Sometimes it's just used to just, hey, so-and-so just stood up or got up and went went on their way or whatever. Sometimes it's, a lot of times it's used just to describe that event. Like, oh, I got up and went to the store. That That's how this word is being used almost all over the Bible. But what we're talking about here is this idea of resurrection, meaning we're coming back to life again. And of course, it was mentioned that way all over the Bi Old Testament primarily because they didn't have a hope for a resurrection, so to speak. And But they did have some. And we're going to go over some passages, especially in the book of Job and stuff like that, that they did believe in, a, a, you know, that one day we were going to get raised from the dead. We we're, we're not going to, we're going to shed this mortal body and we're going to get rose up again. Because Job, of course, that's the first book that the, in the Bible that was probably ever written. It's because this was pre, really old, even older than Abraham. And so whenever this was written, we, and nobody knows exactly when, it gives us a lot of truths about who God is mm -hmm. and about what he does. So we're going to read here. Another time you hear this word is when Noah mm -hmm. is getting out of the ark after the great downpour, the great flood. One thing he says in, in Genesis 9-9, which is really interesting, he says, Behold... I raise up my covenant. So when he says, I make, I'm making a covenant for you, he didn't use this to say, I'm going to make a covenant with you. He says, I'm going to raise up my covenant with you. In other words, that word is word resurrect. I'm going to resurrect my covenant 
with you and to your seed after you. The promise that was given to Noah and his seed, which I believe, and maybe we'll do another show on this, that seed is actually Christ. He's raising up the covenant that previously died that he gave to Adam and Eve. And so this is kind of like, because of what happened, that covenant kind of got buried, I guess you could say, or or was um, null and void. And then he resurrected it with Noah because he started again. Yeah, and and so he made covenants with different people. Mm -hmm. And so he's like saying, I have a new covenant I'm going to give to you, a new I'm going to raise up a new one for you mm-hmm. because you now everyone's dead now and you're you're mm-hmm. the only one here. He gave Noah a covenant. And, of course, that's Noahic covenant. We understand that. And Abraham also got a covenant with God and so did other people. There's these different covenants in the Bible. Okay, right. so I don't want to get too off track. But let's go to Job chapter 14. And Job talks about this idea of death and a resurrection from the dead. This is like the first time we get this, this idea. And that's why there was this talk, even in the New Testament, among the Pharisees and Sadducees. The Pharisees believed in a resurrection, and the Sadducees, we know in the Bible, didn't believe in the resurrection. But according to, there's some indicators that there was going to be a resurrection coming. So let's go ahead and read Job chapter 14 there. Oh, that in the grave you'd hide me and guard me until all your anger has passed. Please order a time to set for me. When you'll mention my name once again. Can a man live again after he dies? Once the days of his life have all passed? As for me, I'll wait till I live again. When you'll call out to me and I'll hear you. Please don't undo the work of your hands. Okay, so here he's declaring, Job was, that, you know, hey, can we live again once we die? I, I sure hope so. There is an indicator here that, you know, Job actually believes in the resurrection, that mm-hmm. God will raise him up. Now, obviously, Christ hadn't done his work yet. Mm. So that wasn't going to happen until Christ did his work on the cross. Right. This is why the resurrection, folks, is so important. Because Christ's death means nothing if the resurrection didn't happen. If Christ died and he just rose in a spiritual kind of way, Christ's resurrection, his death really meant nothing. So this is why it's like, don't disregard this topic of the resurrection. It's important for us to understand and know. Because we need to understand why it's important. Because Christ said, hey, my sacrifice was for the resurrection of the dead for all people. Not just for the righteous, as we've learned from other scriptures, but for also for the wicked as well. They're getting a chance for a resurrection as well because of Christ's work. This is what our loving Father has done for us. Amen. Given us this. Now we're going to go to Matthew chapter 22. There was the Sadducees that didn't really believe in the resurrection. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is talking to them about this because, you know, they're saying how they're always bringing these scenarios up to Jesus. Hey, the resurrection doesn't make any sense. Of course, Jesus is trying to explain no, this is what happens during the resurrection. Go ahead and read Matthew chapter 22. Jesus answered and said to them, You are mistaken, not knowing the scripture nor the power of God. For in the resurrection they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like angels of God in heaven. But concerning the resurrection of the dead, have you not read what was spoken to you by God, saying, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob? God is not the God of the dead, but of the living. God designed us, wants us, had a plan for us from the very beginning Mm -hmm. that we are to have fellowship and communion with him forever. He doesn't want anyone to perish. 
He doesn't want to. He's a God of the living, not the dead. And that's why he always talks about the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He never says the God that was God of it. No, he always talks in the present tense because he knows that he presently is their God still. Right. Because they are still alive and well. Of course, these are the Sadducees trying to bring up these scenarios because they didn't believe in a resurrection. And Jesus says, no, 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 there's, real, there's a resurrection. But in the resurrection, there's not gonna we're not going to be marrying. We don't need to... Ha- See, marriage... One of the things about we learn here in this passage about the resurrection right. is we marriage is important in this life, but it's not going to be important at the resurrection for for the, for the believers, for the godly. Mm. And let me explain why that's important. Male and females are codependent on each other in this mm-hmm. life. God designed it that way from the beginning. A man is dependent on a woman as a woman is dependent on a man. That relationship is is an intimate one when they get married, but it is a symbolic one of what we have with God and why the angels have God in their presence and why man needed woman because we're further from God. So we need each other's presence to kind of help us through this life. But when we die and we're with God in New Jerusalem, we'll no longer need that because we'll have God among us. Well, that's part of it. And I think that he's designed it in a certain way to teach us something that we in our in and of ourselves are kind of I hate to say that I'm not going to use the word incomplete, but this is what God designed it. God Himself is 100% complete. He ha- mm-hmm. he's he's the entire package. Though I believe He did split off Himself in these different forms. aspects in different forms. We all understand how that is according to the Bible. You know, there's what people call the Trinity or whatever. So God has designed His Spirit in such a way to do all this stuff. But for what he did with us in, here on this earth is he created us male and female when in heaven, of course, with the angels, they're just all males. Mm-hmm. There's no female angels in the Bible right. because God designed them to be complete. But he never designed us to be complete here. And I believe the reason for that is because we are to be codependent on each other mm-hmm. in this life, teaching us something about God Right. And in his ways. And that's what kind of marriage is all about. Marriage is designed to help us learn and teach each other. It makes us better people, essentially. Yes, it that's does. what it does. It helps us grow up, become more mature. And everybody who's had a family knows all and understands all this. It, you know, a, a marriage relationship can either make you better or can make you worse. It just all depends on how you do it, like anything else. But that's why God did it helping us understand this relationship. In the resurrection, they won't need to have that because essentially we'll be complete at that point. Amen. So right now, we, are, we're not, we're, we aren't designed effective because God designed us a different way in this as mortal beings because he knew that there was going to be the fall of man and everything when he created us. He knew all that stuff was going to happen. He designed it this way so that we could understand him and then when we get our resurrection, our new bodies, right. that we won't need to have, you know, being married or given in marriage and all that. We won't have all these desires that we have now because we're not going to be incomplete. We're going to be complete now. Right. See, that's another reason for the resurrection, why it's so important. Because right now we're designed incomplete and by design because God wants us to rely upon him, code, be codependent on each other. But when we, of course, get our resurrected bodies and we become immortals, we're going to get a new body that'll be a complete. Okay, this is what will make us so much better than before. And then we'll, we, won't have, we won't have all these you know, hormones raging around and all the, the God's designed for a purpose and reason 
designed to teach us self-control and all these other things. God wants us to learn all these things. That's why he gives us all these urges and people have all these the human nature and the flesh gets in the way of all the time. He's wanting us to teach us to say no to all that. So when we get our resurrected bodies, we'll be like, we'll be king over that for sure. But right now people aren't mastering the bodies they have now. And so this is a problem because when we get our new bodies, we're expected to be mastering the ones we have now. It's called being a good steward. Now we're going to go to Romans chapter 14, and Paul discusses this topic of resurrection. Go ahead and read that one. For if we live, we live to the Lord. And if we die, we die to the Lord. Therefore, whether we live or die, we are the Lord's. For to this end, Christ died and rose and lived again, that he might be Lord of both the dead and the living. Christ is Lord of Everything. This is why his work had to be done. He's Lord and King of not only the living, but also the dead as well. He's King of everything. So this is why it's taught in the New Testament and not really talked much about in the Old Testament because none of that had been accomplished yet. Right. And so now that it has been accomplished by Christ, that he's going to be, and that's why he, why everyone's going to get raised from the dead in the mm-hmm. end. Some to everlasting life, other people's to, you know, everlasting contempt and shame. And we, we already had a show on all that, right? Now, we're going to go over one last scripture. It's in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. It's the most important one that we're going to talk mm. about here. It explains why this resurrection is so important. Mm-hmm. And this is why we want to read this one. Go ahead and read 1 Corinthians 15, starting with verse 12. Now, if Christ is preached that he has been raised from the dead, how do some among you say that there is no resurrection of the dead. But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. There's some people in the church that mm-hmm. are talking about how, oh, the resurrection, no, that's not really that important. It's not really that needed that much. It, it, you know, And what they were teaching, believe it or not, in those days was, oh, no, you just go to heaven. <laughs> Does that sound familiar? Because that's actually what's being taught in a lot of churches today. So. What Paul's saying is, no, if you don't believe in the resurrection, essentially you're you're done for. Everything Christ did was is, is null and void. And why are you even in the church? What makes Christianity unique among all the religions of the world yes. is that we believe that we are going to die and we're going to be live again one day in a human body. No other religion of the world teaches it that it is. Well, that's because no other entity godly entity that muhammad buddha all these other ones no one else has resurrected from the dead but jesus right jesus was the first fruit of all that stuff and so this is why this is a unique and i don't care what other people say oh this was taught among whatever no it never was Mm. this is unique among what what believers in jesus christ and is why you must believe in this in order to have salvation It's, it's super easy to understand all that yeah, I have to say this. Uh, this the other passage of scripture made me think of it too. They marvel not, you must be born again. It made me think of this very same scripture that it just it's important to understand you, you need to believe in the resurrection as as important as being born again. Like can a man enter his re enter his mom to be born again? No, but you have to be born again in, in, in spirit and spirit. truth. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and that's exactly, see, there's and the Bible always talks about shadows of things that are to come. Essentially, our spiritual birth, uh, you know, a, a new birth, is a shadow of what our physical rebirth is going to be in in the end. So this is why we go through this right now. We're dead, and we're going to become alive again as a believer in Jesus Christ. Right. When we die, 
then we're expected to be raised up again as a believer in Jesus Christ. In the next okay? life. In the next life. Mm -hmm. See, there, there's a shadows in the Bible. The Bible talks a lot. That's why I, part of the show is I go through all these things in the Bible, these shadows. And this is a shadow of uh, our conversion is a shadow right. of uh, the resurrection. And that's the reason why essentially you get baptized when you, uh -huh. because what you're, what you're doing is you're mimicking a death, burial, and resurrection right. of Jesus Christ. Right. And so we're saying, no, the same thing is going to happen to us. See, a lot of times these things have meanings and we, we just kind of like dismiss them. Oh, baptism is important. All this stuff is important because it helps show what was going to happen to us ultimately mm -hmm. at the resurrection. And I That's think the, why it's important. The baptism is actually a visual of what's going to happen later on. I love that because it's usually after a baptism, it's walk in newness of life. And we are going to have a new life when we're resurrected because we're going to have an immortal life. And that's a new life different from the one previous. And that's why there's these shadows. The Bible is full of these things. And so you, if you understand all these shadows, you understand, well, no, just don't dismiss these shadows. Right. They're important. Especially mm. these, these, these shadows of having a newness of life, the idea of an immersion, that because we're, we're mimicking what Christ did, each one of us, so that we can be like Christ because he's the first fruit and we're, we're expected to follow exactly. after him. That's mm -hmm. what we want. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody who's done any gardening understands, you know, there's always that fruit that comes on the very first, and then after that, all everything else comes on. <laughs> and we all understand that. Or anybody who's pop popcorn knows how, how it works. Mm -hmm. You have that first kernel that pops, then all the other <laughs> ones pop after that. There's always that one that's faster, maybe it's closer to the heat source or whatever. This is the, kind of the same way it is described in the Bible with Christ. There are all these things that we are mimicking all what Christ is doing. And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty and our faith is also empty. Yes, and we are found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he did not raise up if in fact the dead do not rise. Okay, so basically it's saying that if we don't believe <laughs> in the resurrection of the dead, our faith is worthless. We might as well stop going to church. Stop. Just don't even listen to this this show anymore. There's no point of it because there's no resurrection. It's it's it's, it's all mutant and, right. and, and, and futile. Gone. Futile. Right. See, this is why the churches really ever teach and on this topic, and I'm not sure why because this is the only thing that should be the mainly the only thing. That should, matter of fact, you have to believe in the resurrection of the dead if you are claiming Christ. If you do not understand or believe in this, then you're not really a believer in Jesus Christ. What This is why he went to the cross and died. Did went through all that pain and suffering for your sin because of this next part, which is his resurrection from the mm -hmm. dead. Without that, his death was meaningless, and he, he went to death for nothing. He did all that work on the cross, rescuing everyone from their sins, for absolutely no reason. This is why the resurrection is the, of vital importance and why you have to believe in this. Mm. And this is part of what this show is all about is understanding that, no, we're not going to go to heaven to be spirit beings up there mm -hmm. because this is going against the teaching that Jesus and, and the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross right. for dying for our sins and doing and raising, uh, raising himself up on the third day. We're going to get this reward as well because mm. Christ, he, he did the work for us. He he put in put in the effort and time, right. and it's going to be it's because of him that everyone is going to have a resurrection from the dead. I believe that is beautiful, and 
I think when we believe this whole concept that we're going to go to heaven, it steals our joy of knowing we will be resurrected. And now if anyone has ever lost a loved one, especially a child, the only hope and joy that we have is to be resurrected with those sweet people that we don't have in our lives right now. The devil is trying to steal everyone's joy of knowing that that's what is in our future if we believe in Jesus. And the fact that he has made the church believe this lie is just another way of us not walking in the truth and the truth of knowing what our future holds. And that to me is priceless to know that we are going to have this resurrection, reconnection with those who have died before us. We, If we believe in him, we will have this new life with those that we have been separated from. And that's beautiful. And I, I we can't stress enough to encourage you to believe in this truth than to encourage and sell out this idea that we're going to heaven. Because that is not where our hope is. Our hope is not in heaven. It's to be resurrected. We don't want to have futile faith here. Okay? That's what it says here. If you don't believe in the resurrection, you might as well not be going to church. You might as well not be a believer in Jesus Christ mm. because your faith is futile. There's people that believe this way before in the past, and basically their faith their faith is, is dead. It's like a counterfeit bill. That that if you were to go buy something with that money, it's worthless because the money is is fake. Well, believing in heaven is a fake form of the future of our hope. Our hope is in the resurrection, and that's the real currency. That we don't believe in the resurrection. Everyone who's died in the past, mm-hmm. they're they're going to be dead forever. There's right. no there's no hope. There's no nothing. There's no afterlife. There's no coming back. It's either. There's a resurrection of the dead, and we're going to get new, reanimated, new bodies. Or when we're dead, life is over. There is no coming back. There's no other way to explain this. This is the only Mm. two options you have. Mm -hmm. This is why what I'm trying to teach here, no, we believe in the resurrection of the dead. Then also, those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ... We are all men the most pitiable. But now Christ is risen from the dead and has become the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since by man came death by man, also came the resurrection of the dead. Okay, so we're just looking forward to the resurrection of the dead, which is going to be everyone. Not only the righteous, but the wicked as well. Obviously, the wicked won't get eternal life. And they'll have to, again... And they'll have to go through what's known as a second death, separation from God, and all that kind of stuff. We want right. to have, we want everything, folks. I'm trying to give <laughs> you guys everything. I'm giving, and what it means is that yeah, we're we're gonna have to put in put in the work and sacrifice of this life. We're gonna have to endure to the end. Mm-hmm. We're gonna, and I know that I, you know, got I've gotten emails, messages from people that they're all like, man, I, I don't know how much longer I can hold out. This world is so. T- uh, trust me on this. I'm 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 feeling your I'm feeling your pain. <laughs> we, we we know what you guys are going through. Yes. This world is and it's getting worse all the time. Every it, is. it, it seems like that's part of why I'm doing the show is because this wor- world is just going getting worse and worse and worse. More and more evil and, and more and more corruption. And now it's just no holds barred corruption. Now exactly. it's almost like before it was at least in, in the closet at times. Mm-hmm. Now it's just like we don't care. Satanism, the whole nine yards, it's just out there. It's almost like there's no end in sight to all this. And I'm trying to, like, say, listen, we need to be focused on what God wants for our lives, a resurrection from the dead, living a holy and godly life, being 
one with our creator, mm -hmm. which he's 100% holy, godly. Right. Okay. So this is what we want to do. Jesus Christ, the sacred one, the Bible calls him. This is what we want to have union with. He's the one that's is our first fruit. He proved that he's going to die and raise from again. And we also, we believe that the first resurrection also ha that happened to them. Mm -hmm. And we're next on the docket, essentially. <laughs> right? We're waiting for our resurrection, which isn't here yet, but we, it will come eventually. Right. We have to remain steadfast. We have to remain hopeful and living in the truth to not give up. Keep going, knowing that in the end, if we believe, we will be rewarded for that faith. And we understand how death came into the world. Adam and Eve, they sinned, bringing uh -huh. death into the world. We kind of had some shows, talked a little bit about that back in Genesis chapter 3. The fall of man and all that. Christ reversed all that when he came and did his work on the cross. So, you know, Adam, you know, he messed up. He did that, brought sin into the world, brought death into the world. And so now, of course, Christ came, basically undid what Adam did for all of us. So, but, but we have to just trust and believe in Christ, believe his work, believe what he has for us. And this is, what, this is why this message is so important. I wanted to kind of clarify this topic of the resurrection because many people are just confused. They think the resurrection is not that big of a deal. And I'm trying to say, no, if it isn't for the resurrection, there, there's no reason for you to even be a Christian or be, or be living a godly life, being a follower of Jesus Christ. There's no reason for any of that because it's a core belief. You have to believe in this to be a Christian, to be a godly person, to get salvation. Mm -hmm. It's an absolutely necessary. And this is why uh, the Satan's trying to get everybody deceived. Yes. And this is part of Satan's little season deception. Mm -hmm. Get everybody off this track of, of, of resurrection and talking about other things, all these transcendental crap that, 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 that he's pushing mm -hmm. on these days, which is really sickening to me because it's always this new whatever, oh, we believe in spiritism, we believe in out-of-body experiences. No, there's no out-of-body Your spirit needs a body. Exactly. It's simple as that. You're not going to be able to live without a body. I don't care what all these other quacks people talk about. The Bible teaches your spirit and your body have to be together. And if they're separated, that's called death. We talked about that in another show called The Death, the death mm -hmm. Misunderstood. That when your spirit and your body get separated, that means you die. Right. We don't want death. We want life. And that mm -hmm. means we want to be unified with a new body. That'll live forever. We'll be super powerful too, guys. <laughs> you know, we will have so much power in our next life. We just have to hold out to the end. We're living in Satan's little season. Not only because it's right there in our Bibles. But it's the only thing that makes sense. Join or contact us at satanslittleseason.org. This is a non-copyright, living in Satan's little season production.